G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, what a wonderful opportunity to take a few moments just to reflect on something very significant that's happened over this past week. We've given birth to an international evangelist, (laughs) and uh, you can hear him in the background, uh, Matt Prater, who has had the most amazing opportunity to... Uh, be the speaker at some outreach events in Papua New Guinea. And uh, while Papua New Guinea is one of our near neighbours, it's like being in a different world when you are there. Matt Prater, welcome along. We're going to enjoy a little update with you, and uh, I'm glad you're back safely. (laughs) Thank you, Neil. It is such an amazing place, Papua New Guinea, and I'm still on cloud nine. I'm still buzzing after the trip and uh, had such an amazing time. So I was over there for 10 days and was invited by Pastor David D., who is a man who leads a ministry called Life in the Spirit Ministries. Now, these guys have got a church of 3,000 in Port Moresby. Wow. And I preached there on Sunday morning. I've never preached to that many people before in my life. And uh, they run crusades all over the country. They've got 400 churches with 30,000 people in them across the country. And uh, they just have such a a significant ministry. So, yeah, uh, a friend of mine from church, Sean Murray, is an electrician. He went over there a few years ago to put on a solar system on uh, one of the, you know, know, the airport there and went along to this church on the Sunday to check it out. And they welcomed him and formed a friendship. And then uh, through that friendship, Pastor David has now moved to Australia. He's now based in, in Toowoomba. And he's planted a church at Gatton. He's planted a church other uh, to plant other churches around Australia. And so he preached at my church, New Hope Brisbane. We connected. And then out of that, he said, I want you to come and preach. Now, they've never invited anyone from outside their church to preach in their church before. So I was just so honored and, and surprised. So, yeah, we arrived there and... You know, there's like 3,000 people at this crusade at Garoka up in the highlands. Mm. And, uh, you know, we preached the gospel. 110 came to faith on the first night. And I've never done an altar call like that before, you know. I've never seen that many people come to Christ. So, uh, And the people there are just so hungry for God. Uh, so that was the first night. And then we did three nights in Garoka and then went to Port Moresby. And then we did three nights there. And we did street outreach in Garoka. So 550 salvations over the 10 days. It was absolutely mind-blowing. It is. What an amazing testimony. More than 500. Let's not forget the 50. 550 (laughs) people coming to Christ and really, uh, as a result of your obedience, going to Papua uh, Papua New Guinea, Port Mm. Moresby. And I might add, and I've been to Port Moresby, it's not the safest place on earth. Mm. Uh, How did you feel about security (laughs) when you get off the plane and... uh, you realize you're in a different world. <laughs> well, let me tell you, we were in good company. Yeah. Pastor David D., uh, you know, is from this little tribal village somewhere in, in PNG, and he, he told me that his grandfather was a great warrior, so he knows how to stand up for himself. Uh, but, yeah, wherever we went, we had a bunch of big puppy game boys yeah. with us, uh, security detail. And uh, so when, let me just say this, too. When we arrived at the airport, there was 100 people there to meet us. They put this, you know, flower thing, around, you know, lay around our neck, and they kiss us. 
this and everyone's got their phones out videoing us and it was like have <laughs> they got us mixed up with someone like <laughs> yeah and but they really honored us and then yeah so wherever we went we had two or three cars in convoy with us, one in front, one behind, because sometimes you can get stopped over there. There can be roadblocks. You, you know, they call them rascals. That the, you know, the yeah. guys. You know, mm. it, it can be quite dangerous in some parts. So we were well prepared, you know. And uh, I, I even noticed that Pastor David had a machete behind his his car seat, <laughs> just to, just in case he needed to cut open a coconut for a drink. Or yeah. there's some undergrowth <laughs> in the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but um, it was uh, so I felt very safe with those guys. Plus, I knew that the Lord was with me. I knew we, we had angels with us. I knew the Lord would protect us. Uh, so yeah, it was very, very uh, eye-opening to see how dangerous things can get, but we knew the Lord was with us. Yeah. It is an mm. amazing place, and it would be considered to be a Christian nation. Mm. And yet with all of the tribal issues that they go through in Papua New Guinea, there's an awful lot of the sort of animistic religion yes. and those sorts of things that are always simmering under the surface. And yeah. so uh, when I've heard it described as, you know, you've got this sort of almost a thin veil of Christianity, but mm. underneath that there's an all, all sorts of things that have been there culturally uh, that, they, that does come to the fore. Did you yeah. see any sort of strange things when you were at any of these evangelistic meetings? Well, let me firstly say, Neil, you, you are going to love this. You, you know how I'm part of the National Day of Prayer in Australia. Yes. You know, we're praising God for a Christian born-again Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, you know. Um, the day that we arrived there was a National Day of Prayer and Repentance. Wow. And in the morning, there'd been a stadium event. We, we didn't get to go. to we, we arrived in the afternoon. But there had been a stadium event where the new Prime Minister of PNG led a prayer of repentance for the nation. And... I'm still getting my head around this, but let me, I'll just be honest with you. This is exactly what he said. He said, uh, we are cleaning out the corruption from our government and I'm going to sack all these ministers that are ungodly. I'm going to, we're going to have a, a time of cleaning out. And he said, I pray for a blessing on everyone who honors God in this nation. And I pray for a curse on anyone that is corrupt in this nation, including myself. He said, if I am corrupt and ungodly, may I be cursed. But if I honour God, may I be blessed. And I thought, wow, you know, that is bold to say that in front of the nation, you know. Uh, so, and and it was interesting. I was at the hotel that day and I saw some Aussie guy going to try and get a beer from the shop. And they said, sorry, it's the National Day of Prayer and Repentance. We don't sell alcohol today. And I thought, wow, that is so honouring. It is so unheard of in <laughs> Australia that anyone would, uh, you know, uh, go below the whole idea of yeah. uh, commercial making a dollar on a day that might be uh, set apart as being in some ways holy. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, what are your perceptions of then the Christian leaders? Because, you know, if the political leaders are standing up and uh, they're making that sort of dedicated commitment to the function of the nation, there's real passion in the church leaders that you would have come across. Absolutely. And I've got to say, too, the next day after that, I noticed the headlines in the newspaper was that the Prime Minister had sacked a whole bunch of corrupt politicians from the previous administration. Wow. Wow. So he's draining the swamp over there, brother. You know? <laughs> so it really is amazing. Uh, so it is God's timing for Papua New Guinea for revival right now. And back to your other question about the animistic stuff, you know, there is a lot of, you know, tribal, you know, witchcraft, a lot of evil stuff there. 
And I had a lot of people warn me before I go over there to dress myself with the armor of God and be prepared, you know. Um, I actually didn't see anything too strange where I went, but I was in a crusade Christian bubble while I was over there. I was very protected while I was there. So, And, of course, you had that time in Port Moresby, the capital, and uh, we discussed that, you know, it's not always very secure mm. there. Did you feel a little bit better, more secure-wise, uh, when you were up in the highlands? Yeah, it was beautiful in Garoka up there. Um, and you're not going to believe this story, Neil. Uh, so this guy comes to to us and says, look, I've given my life to Christ and I've repented from my sins and I'm a marijuana dealer and I want to pull up all my marijuana and give it away. Will you come up with me and pray with me as I do that? And so we went up into this farm and this guy had all these beautiful plants growing and in the middle of that he had all these marijuana plants and apparently it's the best soil in the world and the best marijuana in the world in Garoka because it's you know so fertile. There. And so he publicly renounced his drug dealing, which he'd done all his life. We pulled up all the marijuana and and put it on the front of the car and paraded through the street and said, you know, this man has repented from you know, I've got it on I've got it on video. Incredible, you know. <laughs> uh, because they're so passionate about repenting from their sins when they come to Christ. And and Pastor David D, who I visited there, there's lots of YouTube clips of him where he's done that all over the country because marijuana is a terrible thing up there. Also beetle nut. It's something where they chew these little red beetle nuts and yep. they end up getting mouth cancer, a horrible addiction up there, alcohol gambling. There's lots of evil up there. But you know what? I believe there's going to be a massive revival up there as well. Uh, so I've got to say, Neil, on Saturday morning, I'm going to be playing a whole bunch of interviews from uh, people that I met up there. You wouldn't believe the missionaries I bumped into, Neil. Guys from New Tribes Missions, uh, guys who... There, there were some guys I met who were handing out a million King James Bibles to every wow. student in the Papua, in Papua New Guinea, yep. uh, American missionaries. I met a guy from Sunrise Bethel Christian School in Port Moresby, a guy named Stephen Cook, who is Barry Chance's son-in-law. Okay. Interviewed him. I got all the... You know, wherever I was going, you know me, I'm always interviewing people and getting... you know. So, yeah, Saturday morning we're going to feature a whole bunch of those and Sunday afternoon this weekend. Uh, and we're going to put some stuff on Facebook if you want to see some of the videos from the trip as well. So, And I know that listeners to this program, and, uh, you know, listeners will know that I'm the usual host, but uh, if I'm having some time off or if I'm not well, I, it's Matt Prater. I'm in the, the backup seat. guy. So, uh, <laughs> as I say, uh, giving birth to an international evangelist here. And, <laughs> and do you know that those who are supporters of vision, of course, uh, there's always that percentage that goes to our international That's right. uh, arm of uh, United Christian Broadcasters, and uh, we've got an operation that happens in Papua New Guinea. So to hear of this wonderful uh, testimony that you're able to bring, it's just uh, very exciting, and it's great that we're invested in PNG as well. Yeah, I, I had the privilege of uh, going to Wantok Radio Light yes. in PNG as well in Port Moresby, and I got an interview with Sarah, and she held up, uh, I got a little video of her, she held up the word for today and said, thank you for giving us the word for today. We give it out to all of our listeners, and it's really helped us. And I didn't make it to Life FM in WeWAC, but next year the crusade uh, is going to be in WeWAC, and they've invited me back already. So hopefully I'll get to go to Life FM WeWAC. And I know you've been up there doing training with those two radio stations, haven't you? Yes, had a wonderful mm. privilege to do some training there in WeWAC, and uh, not only with our team in WeWAC, but also the the national, like the, their equivalent to the ABC. Oh, they right. sent their announcers wow. along to their training as well because awesome. they don't have the opportunity to have some levels of professional development. Yeah. And so we're able to do that and did some training too with the Wantok Radio Light in Port Moresby. And... Uh, 
uh, great operation there. God is doing incredible things with Christian Radio mm. uh, to our near neighbour in the north in Papua New Guinea. Well, Matt, uh, listeners will look forward to hearing those interviews tomorrow morning. Uh, when they're tuning in because you're hosting the morning program tomorrow morning here on Vision. Great to hear this an incredible testimony. Thanks so much for sharing with us thanks, today. Mate. God bless you, buddy. Thanks. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.